is it going this week, Lisa Marie? Hey, Stephanie, uh, it's going great. Welcome to CRE Power Hour. My name is Lisa Marie Wand, and my amazing co-host is Stephanie Gillison. And we've spent the last two decades growing and scaling our businesses. And together, we're bringing a new space for you to learn alongside the best in the real estate business at CRE Power Hour. So welcome. Today, our guest speaker is Brittany Murskowski, and we're so excited to have her on our live show. We do have a live audience joining us today, and we're so glad you're here. So say hi in the chat. Let us know where you're from, and we welcome you to ask questions during the show today. Let's get right into it. Hi, Brittany. Thanks for being on the show today. Hi, Lisa Marie and Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I want to apologize for my voice. I have been sick and I'm getting over it. So I lost my voice, but we've all been sick lately. So <laughs> bear with me. It's all, all the, the travelers we have on the panel today. It, you know, that's part of the territory when you're traveling and you're speaking a lot. So I'm going to do a brief introduction. Brittany, you have such an amazing background. So we'll, I'll just condense it down to Brittany is the designated managing broker for eXp Commercial, and she oversees all the commercial agents throughout the state of Florida. Uh, Brittany joined eXp Commercial in 2021 with bringing us over 12 years of commercial real estate experience. She practices throughout the state of Florida, focusing on retail leasing, land sales, and retail development, which is what we're going to talk about today. And prior to joining EXP Commercial, Brittany was the VP of Retail Development of BTI Partners, where she oversaw all retail development for the company in the West Shore Marina District in Tampa, Florida. So welcome, Brittany. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I've been watching this podcast for a while and seeing you guys, you ladies, just take it over the whole CRE industry. So I'm so excited to be here. Well, and I got to share this story because, you know, back when we were launching EXP commercial, Lisa Marie, I don't even know if I've told you this piece of it yet, but we had posted the, the job for the commercial designated managing broker in Florida and I'm getting applications left and right. And all of a sudden I open up my email one morning and there's this application with this girl posing like this in her hard hat, her safety vest and work boots. And I went, oh my God, is this me in Florida? Cause I, you know, I love playing in the dirt. We always talk about playing in the dirt. Yeah. And so I'm reading through the resume and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is somebody who not only is she qualified, but her and I could have some really good conversations because yeah. of being in that same space. And I got so excited to, to have that interview and, you know, to, to just have that generalized conversation, uh, you know, with what you had done in the business. And I think it's impressive because, hey, we know how hard it is for us women to break into commercial real estate anyway, right? I mean, you know, we, we all know what that's like. Right. But in the development world, it's an entirely new way to have to prove ourselves as well too. So I didn't know if I'd ever shared that with you, Lisa Marie, but I thought it was so amazing because- the power of how you represent yourself. You know, we always try to, to give back knowledge and so forth on this call and, and to learn from one another. But the power in how you represent yourself is so important. And I told Brittany when she did that strategically, it was extremely important because it did catch my eye. As we knew we wanted to build a real estate brokerage for the commercial real estate space that was a disruptor, we obviously wanted disruption to happen. And that not only represented her experience, but it also represented her disruption that she did 
as a developer in Florida. So I just wanted to throw that out there and how important that was. And I'm glad you did it. And I love your brand, Brittany, your, your build it Brit, you know, um, <laughs> it's, it's badass. That's what I want to say. Yeah. It is bad. You this are is bad an adult ass. show and we can say adult words. <laughs> we can mm -hmm. say what we want. <laughs> I know I should have brought my hard hat, but that's what I love about this industry is like today I had to be dressed up for some client meetings, you know, but tomorrow I could be in my hard hat and work boots on site. And that's the, you know, that's the really interesting part about, you know, as Stephanie always says, we like to play in the dirt. Well, that also involves a lot of like really important business meetings and selling the site, but then sometimes you got to be out there playing in the dirt. <laughs> Yeah, that's, right. that's so true. Our last guest, Brittany, was Sarah Malcolm from Quiet Valor. And we talked about, I think we put a snippet out on social media about how important it is to have your brand and be out there as a social influencer. And your brand is just ripe for doing that. Can you talk a little bit about your social media presence for all of our people watching? Yeah, so it kind of was an evolving process. When I was working on the West Shore site, I was in a hard hat vest on site all day, every day, making sure, you know, everything was lining up with our architectural plans. I was the one who hired the architect, the contractor, all that. So, you know, and not only that, I was doing the brokerage aspect of leasing it all out. So I was on site. And then one day I decided, why don't I start an Instagram about this? So I started posting a lot of pictures, videos, like, day in the life on the site, running from meetings in our sales galleries to like meetings on site. And I had a different name on Instagram, but slowly all my friends kept saying like joking, because I love to do home reno projects. And I also was in the process of getting my GC license. They're like, Brit can build that. Brit can do that. So then it kind of turned into build it Brit. So we kind of, it just evolved to way the way it was supposed to be. And I changed the Instagram name, came up with the logo and really just kind of took it from there. But um, it wasn't really planned out, but it all worked out. And I've been able to incorporate that into the whole EXP world of brokerage as well. That's you know, a I wanna, oh, sorry, Lisa Marie, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I wanna, I wanna touch on that because, you know, we've talked about social media and the use of it in commercial real estate. And so many of us, I think you and I were together at ICSE back in November and we were having this conversation and there were these old dudes in the business looking at us like, y'all, what are you talking about? What's Instagram? What <laughs> what, you know, what, what are y'all doing? Like, you know, but it's so true because we had this conversation. I've utilized social media to build my business. Lisa Marie has done the exact same thing. And you're standing there at ICSE in Vegas telling me how you're doing deals because of Instagram. And mm -hmm. I think all these old guys, and we're going to, this is an adult show and we can say what we want. These old dudes were like, how, what, where, what, how do you go? Like, I mean, they, 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 they had no idea what we were talking about. So let's talk about that because we always want to give people that follow this and listen to this some nuggets. So tell us, you know, how you've been doing that. And, and I mean, I know, mm -hmm. I get it. You, you created build it by Brit, which you, honestly your audience created for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. It just kind of evolved, but no, right. I did two, two deals off Instagram last year. Um, you know, when I was leasing out the Marina landing town center, I knew I wanted a local grocer. I wanted like a little quick, healthy food option, not meant to replace the, you know, publics of the world, but there was a local brand that had three locations. I reached out to them via several different, um, 
you know, mediums, but Instagram was the one that clicked. I reached out to their owner on Instagram. I was like, Hey, I've got this space that I'm building. I think it would be great for your brand. And she's like, I do, I do think it would be great, but actually I just sold the business. And then she gave me the new contact owner. Um, and I was able to actually get the deal done that way, but it was just because a lot of times you only think of reaching out via LinkedIn. No, I didn't just reach out to their business page. I reached out to the owner's personal page and I explained who I was, what I was doing. And I sent a few pictures and a direct message. And I was like, this could be your store. You could have your logo here. And that's how it evolved. Um, so then it kind of became a thing where I was like, this actually works. You know, I've done a lot of deals through LinkedIn, but you know, everyone gets overwhelmed by LinkedIn messages and um, gets bombarded. So then I was like, let me take advantage of this. And I started DMing a lot of different local brands. And, you know, a lot of times I learned that yes, social media managers will run the pages, but I did learn that many of the owners will be logged in as well. So if the social media manager was just blew you off, the owner would usually check it at night and be like, Hey, I'm interested. Here's my cell phone number. Call me. And it worked like a charm. It was, it was just like really eye-opening in the world that we're working, especially during COVID when we weren't doing in-person meetings, I was just DMing everyone. I'm like, how's your business doing? Are you switched to online sales? When the world comes back, are you ready to open a new store or relocate? And it worked. That's awesome. I love that. And I love the fact that um, with, with our platform, with eXp Commercial, how you can take your own brand and build your own business because we've all come from our previous lives that we don't need to talk about where we were building our brand for someone else. And here right. we get to take our own unique brand and however it is we want to run our business, what we want to specialize in, who our ideal client is, and create um, you know, an explosive business within an organization that's disrupting real estate on all levels. Um, we were just talking about that in the Accelerate class, which is our four-week class for new commercial real estate agents at eXp Commercial, talking about how on every level, we're just we're blowing it up. I think we had Con Loan in yesterday talking about how we can just create so much value for our agents and therefore for our clients. So what have you found with um, partnering your brand with eXp Commercial? What have you found has been the, the deal changer for you, the game changer? Well, the deal changer is that we're allowed to at eXp, right? I spent eight years at another brokerage where we just had to to brand them, right? We are just that brand. The fact that eXp is open-minded enough and understands that the world is changing and that personal brands are so important on social media and just out there in the world, you know, there's my logo and the eXp logo right next to each other. Where else do you really see that? You don't. And so that, that right there is the game changer because they understand how important it is these days. Um, but of course you get to, you know, I always like to talk about Holly and Lisa who run the Rocket City commercial team here in Florida. They're two of my agents. They had created their own brand and their own brokerage, but they didn't have the tools they needed, right? So they brought their brokerage here and created a team under eXp and their, their volume has, I think like more than doubled within the first year um, because they were able to use the tools and resources that we have in our network, right? We're a virtual company, which kind of forces you to be, have better communication throughout all of our channels, right? We have workplace chat, we have EXP world, the metaverse. So 
all these tools, I can walk into Stephanie's virtual office, even though she's in Kentucky or wherever she is right now and talk to her every day. Same thing with Lisa Marie, your office is literally right next door to mine, but you know, we're in different states. So the fact that EXP really not only allows, but encourages personal branding, um, along with all the corporate tools that we need, that is the game changer right there. It's the best of both worlds. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we heard about that. Uh, I don't know if, if you all were able to tune in at that time, but we had Kevin Harrington on the symposium on Monday and, you know, he shared his story and he shared how he built all these other people's brands, you know, through TV, you know, that that's how he really got his, his multi-millions of dollar worth is building other people's brands. And one day he was talking with Tony Robbins and, and, um, uh, oh gosh, the Virgin, the Virgin guy. Um, uh, I can't think of his name. Shoot. Oh, um, uh, I picture he's Richard Branson, Richard, Richard Branson, Richard Branson. <laughs> and he said, uh, you know, what have I done wrong? And he goes, well, I'll tell you what you've done wrong, but you have time to correct it here. You've been in this industry doing this since the seventies, you're a billionaire but nobody knows who you are. You right. need to create your brand. All these brands, over 150 of them that you've made all these multi-millions of dollars on, everybody knows who they are, but nobody knows who you are. And so that day is the day he started working on building his brand. And that's how 10 years later, Shark Tank knew to find him, to put him on Shark Tank. But if he had not taken Richard Branson's advice that day, he would have never been found for Shark Tank. Even though he deserved the spot, nobody would have known who he was. And that's what I think you have done so well and why we wanted to have you on because this is a relationship business. People don't look at, and I'm just gonna say the names. People don't look at Collier's and relate that to a person. People don't look at CBR, people don't look at company names mm -hmm. and relate that to the person. They look for the person to build the relationship. And that's, that's right. why this is an industry where so long it's been the wrong way to do it because that's what those brokerages have taught. Whereas those of us that are smart, we, we worked on building our brand a long time ago. And if everybody works on building their brand, you will never become irrelevant, right? You're irrelevant if nobody knows who you are. Yep, exactly. It's, it's all about who you know and that that's so important in this industry. And that's what I teach all my mentees. I'm like network, even though we're a virtual company, I push them to go to so many networking events. You know, I can honestly say I can call up any brokerage and definitely Tampa, most of uh, Florida where I've spent my whole career. And I have a friend at all those brokerages and they will share information with me and I will share information with them because commercial real estate is relationship based. And it's all about those relationships, whether what team you're on or not. Of course, we're on the right team, the best team, but it, it is all about that. I have friends all over the industry at all the different firms. And, but, you know, I'm not seeing the personal branding that we see here. They just don't, we don't have, that's not even an option for, for a lot of no. those people that you know in your state. And you're known for your retail, retail development background. Could you talk to us about your experience and just bring us up to date on all the amazing things? We, Stephanie and I know how amazing you are. Share that with our, our live audience today. 
Yeah. So I started my career. Um, I spent eight years at a big brokerage and I had an amazing mentor. Um, and she really, you know, she had 25 years of experience and, and taught me everything I knew. And I was so lucky to work with her. And I always tell everyone this, find a mentor. Um, and we leased a portfolio. I think the most, we had 50 listings on the West coast of Florida and we leased shopping centers, landlord rep only. I've only represented landlords, um, all up and down the coast. And I was driving a lot, doing a ton of LOIs, doing a ton of leasing. Um, and then I think we were doing about a hundred transactions a year. I mean, small ones too, big and small, but huge. Um, and then I also did land sales for retail development. So again, always representing the seller. So I had a little bit of sales and leasing, um, but always retail focused. And then when BTI partners came calling the development company, I really had no plans to leave the brokerage world, but they gave me this amazing opportunity to, I was born and raised in Tampa. So this was like a really incredible project to be a part of, especially since I'm from here to oversee the retail development at West Shore Marina District, which is a 52 acre mixed use community on the water. It was a hard decision to leave my old business partner, but that was a once in a lifetime opportunity to oversee such a cool project in my backyard, transforming the area. It was known as like a very industrial area, um, not taking advantage of the beautiful waterfront and my opinion, the best sunsets in Tampa. And I wanted to change the industry. And I, I think retail sexy, right? Like I love retail. I love helping small business owners open their first store. I love seeing somebody come to me with a business plan and then in a few months seeing it become a reality. And I love driving by a store that I leased five years ago and seeing it thriving. So that's how I kind of fell in love with retail. So overseeing this project, the area was surrounded by multi-million dollar homes, but really was lacking retail and restaurant um, opportunities. So creating this town center, I felt like I was building something that people would use for generations to come. And I put my heart and soul into making sure it was the right tenant mix, full of things people would use on a daily or weekly basis. So again, I decided to leave the brokerage world to really focus on that project, but it opened up my world to development and construction and I fell in love with it. I got my general contractor's license, which was extremely hard. It's harder than any test I've ever taken, um, but I'm super proud of that. And what I learned on this project was I wanted to show, you know, the, the world and the commercial real estate industry that women can do it all. They can be involved, not just in the transaction portion, but the development, the planning, the design, the actual building of it. These were all jobs that were never told to me in high school, right? These were all jobs that were never listed as an option, right? I never, if you asked me back in high school that I would be a general contractor, developer, and broker, I would have laughed in your face and said, I don't even know what those are. Um, but it, it, that, that project really like helped me spread my wings and learn a whole, you know, every aspect of the commercial real estate industry. And when that project ended, I had to decide, I said, you know, I looked at a few different options of, do I want to stay on the development side? Do I want to go back to brokerage? But at heart, I'm a deal maker, right? And so EXP was an option. Um, my mom's been with the EXP Realty side for six years. And she told me about the job op uh, opening and that commercial was starting up. And that, you know, the more and more I talked to Stephanie over a few months, the more I fell in love with the idea and the fact that 
I could personally brand myself. I did start my own construction company, very small, not, not large scale at all, but build it for it. And that I get to, you know, be a deal maker here at EXP and leave the state. Um, we have, I think, 82 agents today. And I love this job so much. It just feels right at home. And I feel like I'm at the point in my career where I can help my clients with any of their commercial real estate needs and any aspect of the deal. And that's what I want to be able to do is to do it all. And EXP gave me that platform. Let's so talk. I love it. No, I love, I love it. I love all of that. Let's talk about when you decided, because obviously, like you said, none of this was the, the plan while you were going in, you know, in high school and so forth. Wasn't mine. I'm, I know it wasn't Lisa Marie's either. We just kind of fall into things sometimes. Talk to us about what age were you when you fell in and how did you fall in to this commercial real estate industry? So my junior year in college, I had to take a business elective. My degree at the time was just marketing. And my mom was a developer, a commercial developer when I grew up, but she retired when she was 40. So I was around it, but really she was during my middle school and high school years. She was, um, you know, raising me and wasn't really in the dirt as much as she was when I was younger. So it wasn't at top of mind. So I had to take a business elective course in college and my mom, I was reading her the choices and she goes, you got to take the real estate class. Um, and I was like, okay, sure. I took one class. I fell in love with it. And then I realized that was a degree. So I switched my, I didn't switch my degree. I added it on. I went, um, and did the whole summer's worth of courses to catch up. And I was able to graduate with both the real estate and marketing degree and I fell in love with those classes. I got an internship doing retail leasing uh, for a big retail uh, brokerage firm that did most of the public's leasing. And just shadowing them for a year, I was like, this, this is awesome. This is what I want to do. Of course, I graduated in 2011 when the recession was still, uh, you know, recovering. And uh, I got like seven job offers when I graduated, but they were all, um, you know, no draw, no paycheck. Uh, work for free. And back then it's not the market we're in now. They're saying, oh, it'll probably take a year to get your, your first commission. Well, I had zero dollars to my name. So I started um, at a office leasing firm as a front desk assistant, then moved to Collier's and worked my way up. But it was hard. I mean, I drove Uber all night, every night for three years while I worked um, at Collier's. And um, this is real stuff here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The, we got to touch on that just because we got to make this entertaining because that was awesome. So what were the chances that you pick up a client in the Uber, but the next day you show up to show them a property to lease? I love it. <laughs> Did that um, ever happen? <laughs> it, I had picked up other brokers that I knew before. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you funny. do what you do, right? You got to yeah. do what you do. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we all get into this business with zero dollars, I think, for the most part, unless it's a second career. I mean, I graduated college with the the, the license as well. So I yeah. mean, I jumped right in it. I mean, we, we fumbled, we figured it out. Yeah, I mean, I was exhausted. Would I ever want to do it again? No, but I paid my dues. <laughs> yeah, you so earned it. I wish... <laughs> I just had lunch with a young broker today and I was like, oh, I wish I was graduating. Like when you are now and the market's so great, but also I think about the fact that when I graduate, it could only go up from there. So, you know, I learned in the worst and it, it really helped my, um, you know, my education and the, in the business. 
one of the things I know for sure is that all three of us on the panel today have hustle because somebody wrote in the comments, uh, love the hustle. And we've we've definitely paid our dues and continue to in this business. And we have a live audience today, Brittany. So I'm going to shout out to them to ask some questions in the chat. Yeah, that Brittany can answer. And what would you say to um, new agents that are considering a career in commercial real estate or are just beginning like the accelerate class we teach you come and talk about retail um, assets um, every month? What would you say mm -hmm. to someone, you know, knowing what you know now, what would you say to someone starting out regardless yeah. of the market? Because that changes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one, I always believe you need a mentor um, and someone you you can confide in to ask the stupid questions because there are going to be so many stupid questions. Um, but that's how you learn. And then also, I know that, you know, eXp allows you to do all different types of product types, industrial, retail, office, everything, multifamily, uh, self-storage. But personally, I really love specializing because I want to be the, I'm the type of person that likes to be the best I can be at, you know, what I do. So have I done industrial deals? Yes. But I always tell my mentees, try everything, figure out what you love in this market and then pick, you know, one or two parts of that and become the best at it. And everyone's going to refer you all to that business. You know, anytime I get an office lead, I refer it out, but people know that when they get retail leads, they send them to me. And that's the whole point of, you know, relationships and networking in this industry is, you know, sharing back and forth and, you know. I always say don't burn any bridges because I have done multiple deals with most brokers in Tampa. And, you know, even if it was a really hard, horrible deal, you're going to do another deal with them again sometime in your career. So it is a small community. It's not um, on the residential side. There's so many agents to where you could never see one again. But in the commercial side, I find it is a small community. Um, and that's good because we help each other. But you are going to do multiple deals with each one. So those are kind of three things I always tell my mentees. I like that. That's good advice. We have a question from our live audience, Brittany. Can you discuss why and when you decided to get your CCIM? Oh, yeah. That was something that was super important to me. And I always say that was the most, um, what's the word? It was one of the best things I ever did for my career. I knew right away. So in the real estate program at FSU, I had the decision to go and get my master's in real estate, or I could start working. And I was, I'm always wanted to work. I, you know, school is never my favorite, but I was good at it and I did it, but I really didn't want to take another year off and do my master's. And then I learned that your master's in real estate only counts for 75% of your CCIM. So then I was like, why wouldn't I do my CCIM and work at the same time? Because in my opinion, it's like the doctorate of real estate. So I did that. Um, I did all the courses the first two years I was in brokerage back in my Uber driving days. I got scholarships for most of the courses. So you can get scholarships from your local chapters. And um, I actually finished all the courses. And I didn't have the portfolio yet. It took me another year to actually get the deals done to have enough portfolio experience to pass the test. Um, so I did it in about three years. And in my opinion, that was um, the best choice for me rather than doing more schooling, uh, you know, the traditional route. And not only that, but CCIM has been the best networking of my career and some of the best people. I mean, 
And I've gotten phone calls now that I'm in the CCIM directory. Anytime people need a Florida broker, I get so many calls every year just from people looking on the national website. But our local chapter, it's amazing. I, I go to every monthly event and they're just such good people and so many good leads. So that's kind of the route I took, but I highly recommend it to everyone. And I always recommend doing the in-person courses more than the online because our instructors are great and the networking is great. And they will give you real world examples of how each of the problems will actually be used in your business. And it's great because, um, so I haven't finished my CCIM yet. I've taken some of the classes and I, like you said, Brittany, so much networking. And then when you're doing this mathematical analytical homework and you're sitting there working as a group and figuring it out, you know, I have relationships. I took my first CCIM course about six years ago and I still have great relationships with people from that class. And we met in Las Vegas. There's people from all over the U.S., and I love the fact that commercial real estate is a small group. You mentioned that we're a small community where in my um, area, there's like 3,500 residential real estate agents and there's 150 brokers, commercial brokers, maybe. Right. And I yeah. can call up any of them and um, ask them a question or get them to give me some information that I need about a property. So it's great. I agree that that agents, commercial agents, new and experienced that networking amongst our peers is so important. And also networking within the realty community, because that's a great source where we can partner and make each other look good and get some deals done. So Brittany, what is your, um, you know, you, you've been in this industry quite some time now, over well over a decade. What is your insight as to what's, you know, Florida's obviously still booming, right? I mean, do you yeah, see a slowdown? Do you see, do you see anything changing? I, I will admit, I'm a super optimistic person always. So you may not get the same response from someone else, but especially in Florida, it's felt like normal life for over a year. Um, I'm telling you right now, I can't even walk into a restaurant unless I have a reservation a week in advance. It's crazy. Um, so it's, I feel very lucky that we're, we've been practicing real estate here. Yeah, it was dead for a good year and a half, but it feels like the best market I've ever worked in in my entire career. And, um, of course I always say real estate's a roller coaster. I hope we don't crash again. I hope we've learned our lessons. Is it going to go down from here? Yeah. But I always find that commercial kind of follows residential a few months later. So I keep telling my mentees, I'm like, let's hustle as much as we can right now until the roller coaster starts to dip a little, but then it's going to go back up. Um, but again, I'm a super optimistic person. And right now it's not slowing down. Um, rents are not going down yet. Uh, sale prices are not going down. I've been doing market studies of, you know, retail leasing rates. They've gone up substantially. Um, but, um, you know, there is, it's not like we're overdoing it. In the retail world, a lot of the restaurants are in retail tenants on new leases are asking for three, four times the amount of tenant improvement allowance I've seen in the past. And just because they're asking doesn't mean they're getting it. Because most deals I've seen, maybe we're giving a 10 to 20% increase over what we used to, but we're not giving three, four times, you know, the amount we used to give. So I think that you know, we're being cautious enough to where we're not going to form, you know, a commercial crash. 
but it's definitely going to go down. What do you, how would you um, express this? Because this is what I see in my market and I think it's happening everywhere. Um, you have a tenant that wants to move into a location. They need to do some TIs and, you know, negotiate some rent up front and some TI allowance. And then you reach out to the architects of the general contractors and they can't even start for six months. And you're, the landlord's like, oh, well. And so there's, yep. a, there's a challenge here, you know, because my, my group does a lot of leasing. Yeah. And it's so difficult for the tenants right now because let's say they get six months free rent and then they can't even start their build out. Any, I any know. recommendation? I, any? I have been seeing that a lot and landlords want the rent commencement to start sooner than later. They don't want to wait, you know, eight to 12 months. So kind of how I'm really good at being creative with the deal. Um, I just did a deal where we gave them six months build out period. We don't think they're going to open in time. So what we did instead was I think um, we did three or sorry, six months at half base rent after the rent commencement date. And then we added three months to the end of the lease term. So we made it a 10 year and three month term. That way the landlord started getting at least half rent. And even if the tenant isn't open, um, but we're still getting our full amount, you know, over all 10 over years the of the lease term, but it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a compromise for both parties. Cause we also, you know, from the landlord perspective, you want your tenants to succeed because your, your business is your building, right? So we want them to succeed, but we also need income to start coming in to pay the property taxes and insurance and all that good stuff and the mortgage. <laughs> We have another, that's great. Yeah, they, I think getting creative is so important. Uh, we have another question from our live audience. Chris wants to know, I'm a commercial real estate mortgage broker. Why are there fewer commercial real estate agents versus the number of residential agents? Because it's hard. <laughs> I, I, I think, it, you know, also people just automatically think about housing, but I, 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 will tell you there's a ton I see in Florida of residential agents who will try and do a commercial deal and it's so hard because right you have different terminology if you're doing an industrial deal it's different lease language different sale yeah. language different everything compared to a retail deal compared to an office deal but if you're selling a hundred thousand dollar home versus a million dollar home you're using the same contract with the same language right so in commercial you have to learn so many different sections in the industry that I, I, I get a ton of residential agents that come to me with a deal and they're like, I need help. It's stuck. I have no idea what this means. And I'm like, well, that's why you should have referred it to a commercial agent, <laughs> but we help them through it. Um, I think it's just because the knowledge base you need for each product type is just so large. It's, uh -huh. it's a huge library that you need to understand and know. Am I the best person to sell a warehouse? No, <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. I, I know like clear heights and all that, but I don't know all the ins and outs of, you know, an industrial lease, um, you know, so it's just a lot. Yeah, it's definitely a totally different knowledge base. And then, you know, I always tell people, well, what is there? 23 million commercial properties in America. There's 150 Some million residential houses. <laughs> so that, you know, that plays a role into it too, but it is, the terminology is very different. I mean, I, I, the speak, everything is, is totally different. It, it, you know, house is one thing, condo is one thing, but 
I mean, in commercial, there's so much more. And then all these different, you know, since you've been at EXP, Brittany, and maybe even before, but especially since you've been at EXP, there's even more different specialties that's coming into it. You know, I mean, who would have thought we would have sat through an hour long cannabis presentation on all the ins and outs of that, you know, what, 10 years ago? I have a guy in Sarasota, um, Jim Peak, who specializes in addiction and rehab centers. I've yeah. never heard of a broker doing that. And it's so smart. He has, he has the majority on, on that, uh, the monopoly on that for like the whole of US. We have a yeah. guy who specializes in churches. I forget what state he's, he's in, actually, but he's done several he, deals he, in the Florida. Church guy, the church guy is in Nevada, Dan Clark. one of my agents. And they don't even call him by his name. He's the church guy. Yeah. Dan Clad and he helps people buy yeah, and sell and lease churches. It's so fun. It cracks me up. You can pretty much do as, whatever I you mean, want. I mean, as soon as, as soon as Jim, <laughs> yeah, as soon as Jim joined, I said, we need to have lunch. I need to understand more about this. I'm like, I've never heard of an addiction rehab broker. This is amazing. And he started telling me his business. I'm like, this is incredible. It is. It, I, I know Jim well. And I mean, it's, I was like, wow, you know, there's a way to be creative and think of everything, you know? But again, like you said, you got to be the specialist and know what you know. He's the yeah. specialist in that. But if you called him and said, hey, Jim, do you want to list this piece of land for development? He'd go, I don't know what to do with that. And that's okay with him. You know, he he knows his business and, and is doing multi-millions of dollars each year in it. I think it's so fun that we have the opportunity and so powerful that we have the opportunity within commercial real estate and at eXp commercial to pretty much whatever our commercial real estate heart's desire is, we can do it here. And business brokering is, you know, I've always wanted to do that and never had the opportunity. And when I owned my own brokerage, I, it wasn't even on my radar. And now I'm, you know, 17 years um, I started when I was 10, by the way, <laughs> 17 years, Stephanie, 17 years into my career in real estate, I'm learning from scratch business brokering, you know, not only yep. from the agents in my state of Nevada, also for myself, because I've been a generalist my whole career. And now one of the things I'm going to, you know, specialize in is but it's like this, we, you just keep learning. And so that brings up a question, Brittany, throughout the pandemic, what's the one lesson that you learned that you could share with our live audience today? Um, the power of, I know we already talked about it, but the power of social media. Um, and that was how I had signed most of the leases for the town center. Um, before the pandemic hit, our groundbreaking was on, I think it was like February 20th, two weeks before the world shut down, literally had the mayor out there with a shovel and we had just started construction. Then two weeks later, the world shut down and I had to send every single construction crew home. So all these tenants that I had just signed leases for and they just put their whole hopes and dreams into were like, what is going on? So I decided every day I'd drive out to the site. I still had a small construction crew there and I would video and put on my stories. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing on site. I know the world is shutting down, but we're still determined. We're still motivated. And so I learned how much like social media was important. And we were able to show progress. We were able to show that we were still there working. 
Um, and then I was able to build my online presence because everyone is at home on their phone. So I really learned um, a new set of communicating skills. It's funny, if you ask one of my good friends, uh, Tina Marie Elline, she's in CCIM. A couple of years ago, she told me, she goes, you need to build your brand online. And I said, I have no desire. I was like, I don't know. I'm a people person. I just really don't, you know, we, I go to every networking event. It's not something important. She pulled me aside at the last CCIM meeting and she goes, I'm so proud of you. You did it because you were forced to, but mm -hmm. I knew you would be great at it. And I'm so glad you did because your business is even bigger now. So it, it, it is the power of social media. Well, I think, you know, I think, and, uh, and I love that. And I mean, for that reason, right, it's, it's a good thing of what, you know, transpired in a way. I mean, so much of us learned so many different ways. I think in COVID, what I learned was how to pivot, how yeah. to be able to, okay, if this, is, if this is what my focus is, how do I still make it work by pivoting to the next thing? And I think, you know, opening up EXP Commercial during that time as well, you know, it was, it was that perfect time for us to launch because we didn't get, we didn't shut down. Like we still were full-fledged operating, being able to build, being able to connect with people like you and Lisa Marie and, and all the people into the fold because you all prior to were kind of just sitting there like, okay, what do we do now? Right? I mean, you know, there was, there was that moment, but the power of being able to continue on and build a business, you know, that's, that's what came out of COVID. Um, you know, so for all things, it's not, it's not a bad thing, but I think a lot of people realize too, during that time, like you, social media is king. I mean, it is, you know, mm -hmm. we've built, we've built this brand on, on social media in all honesty, you know, of EXP, yeah. you know, we, I've built my business. Lisa Marie's done the same thing. What's next. What, what's your next big, you know, I always start out every year with, um, five major goals, their goals to me and, I always want to, you know, hit those. I don't know if you do that or, or I'm sure you have goal setting, but what, what is your big whys of, uh, and what you want to do what, over the next 12 months, let's say. One, my number one goal is, and I'm a super passionate person. Um, I want to make EX, I know EXP commercial is going to be the number one brokerage in the world, but my job is to make it the number one brokerage in Florida. And when you think of Collier's, JLL, Cushman, any of the big firms, EXP is going to be top of mind because we're disrupting the industry. We're truly going to be the first one you think of. And if you haven't heard of us yet, I'm sure you have by now. That's what I said when I beginning, when I first started. And I'm, we're definitely going to be top of mind. And my goal is to grow and recruit this brand all across Florida. And I love that we're open to all, right? A lot of times it's hard to get into the bigger brokerages unless you're an experienced agent with a book of clients. We will take anyone brand new license because we will give them the tools. Lisa Murray is one of our amazing instructors. Um, we will give them the tools they need to succeed. And that's what I love. It's like, it's so hard to break into this industry, but it doesn't have to be. And that's the old school mentality. So my goal is to spread the word and really grow our brand because this is going to be the best commercial brokerage in Florida um, if it isn't already. <laughs> That's my number one goal. <laughs> I love that. You know, Stephanie, that word you said pivot is the same word that always comes to my mind when I think about the pandemic. And that's a skill that not everybody has developed. And the fact that all three of us here continue to push through during the pandemic, I spent eight hours a day on the phone 
during the pandemic, yeah. I just got out my digital Rolodex and I started calling people and saying, how are you doing? How can I support you? And people just wanted to talk. And so even though deals were falling out and falling apart during that time, overnight as the lenders, you know, cover their head, the commercial <laughs> lenders, um, yeah, you're able to pivot and use your time instead of just, you know, there was a lot of people that sat on the couch and just had bonbons. And Whoa we is me. Whoa is yeah. me. And we were still killing it. And that's one of yeah. the things I say to new, to new agents is like, today's the day to start your business. So piggybacking on that, Brittany, tell, tell us, tell our live audience today, what is your secret sauce? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know where I get it, but I've always just been super motivated and I hate to fail. So I think it's just that drive that keeps me going. I failed a lot, but um, I just want to do the best I can at everything I do. And I want to show the world that women can do it all. And so it's just that that's what gets me up every morning. I mean, you can hear it in my voice. I'm tired. I had 12 meetings yesterday. I probably really need a vacation, but I, I really look forward to work every day. I mean, I love the weekends, but I love my job even more. And I think that's the secret. It's just loving what you do and, you know, showing the world what you can do. And I want to, I want to, um, really motivate others in the industry who are new and because I have had great mentors. So that's really my goal is I want to be a great mentor to others and yeah. really just grow the industry, the future of it. Cause we need more people and we need younger people. We need women. We need everyone. We do. And you know what I love too, is I, I texted this to you the other day. I don't know if you saw it, but I said to you, Brit has grit. I saw do you remember that. Because yes. that's because what you just said, that's exactly what grit is, right? I mean, we're all going to fail, but grit yeah. is, is the ability to get back up and learn from that experience and keep plowing forward. You know, when commercial agents reach out to me and they're brand spanking new to this business and they're like, okay, it's been 36 days and I haven't done anything. I'm like, <laughs> what? 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 Oh my God. You know, this is, this is, I mean, you have the ability, but you, you, you know, you, you have all the access to all the tools that we know work. You know, we have all these great success stories. What you're telling me is you don't have the grit and, and that's what you've got to find. Because if you find that you can absolutely do anything you want to do, but that's why I chatted you that I said, Brit has grit because you do. That's the big difference. Thank you, Steph. That means a lot. That means a lot coming from you. And um, it's true. It's like, it's not easy. You have to put the work in, but it's really rewarding if you do. Absolutely. Well, and to be able to, at your age, I mean, and, and, you know, I know I, well, this isn't a corporate call. This is our call, but I mean, you're young, you're in your young thirties, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, just turn 33. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, to think about that, I loved, I loved that. I'm not, I'm not that age anymore. I, I, I own my age. I'm 44. So, you know, but I started when I was 21. So when I was 33, I was a senior in the business as well too. Right. Cause I mean, yeah. you know, we'd had so many experiences and so forth, but I absolutely love the fact that, you know, there was a Florida agent that reached out to me the other day 
and they said, you know, maybe I'm just too young to get into this industry. Maybe I should do residential first. I said, first off, you're talking to the wrong person. I got in this <laughs> at 21. And by the way, the person that's going to hold your license is about your age. So there you go. Right. But you yeah. know, I mean, that that's part of it, but that, again, that goes back to the grit and, 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 you know, being able to deliver it out. What, um, I mean, do I, do I get people that are like, don't believe I can do it when they first meet me and they're like, Oh, well, where's your boss? I'm like, it's me, <laughs> but I like proving them wrong. <laughs> hey, that still happens to me because yeah. I think it's always going to happen to us. I had a guy, I'm going to say it. I had a guy the other day and I almost came unglued because he <laughs> said, he said, well, well, wouldn't they leave the money? He was talking about an estate and he goes, but wouldn't they leave the money to the son? And I said, what? I mean, I was like, what is this? Are we in 1990? What are you talking about? Like, and he's saying this to me and I'm like, why would the son be chosen? Well, right. because they're the people that know how to manage the money. Oh, men manage know how, but oh I don't, I said, I said, you better call 502 and I won't finish the phone number. And I go, that's my husband's cell phone. Ask him who manages our money. <laughs> I love, yeah. you know, but people still will always have those. We're getting some great yep. comments from our live audience. Um, this has been galvanizing and inspiring pick up the dang phone. And, and another one of our guests says, who's ready to get to work after listening to this call? And I know for sure that one of the most important skills to have to be successful in this business is that grit, that consistency, and that will. And you know, connecting to the purpose and the reason you're doing this business, because there's going to be days where it's not going to be as fun. And there may be time, especially in the beginning, between paychecks, and this business is not all about the money or even all about the real estate. A lot of it's about the relationships. And Brittany, you and I are both, um, you know, certified commercial mentors, and Stephanie's kind of like our mentor. You know, she brought us yeah. both to EXP Commercial. And when I talk to new agents and even experienced agents that come over, it's the high payoff activities that we focus on every single day that are that's building our future and building the future for our clients and it's it's easy to get distracted there's so much information there's so many opportunities and staying focused and focused on those activities in your day that are going to pay off for you and your clients is the most important and after you've had you know a hundred no's on the phone having that grit and wherewithal and as women, we have an even added extra layer of, of um, challenges, like the things that we're talking about here. This is real people. Like we, we have people that think we can't do this because we're women that, and we're here to tell you we're a whole lot more than just a pretty face. You better watch out. <laughs> I'm mean. That's no, right. I'm, not. I'm not mean. I can't be. I can't be. Yeah, she can be mean. She's also very nice. And she's, Stephanie's so knowledgeable. She's a rock star. And you she really has more are. energy than anyone I've ever met. I'm like, I need some of your energy. And, and she's not so good at taking a compliment. She's very humble, but she's. Yeah. I'm, I'm humble and, and I appreciate it. And I thank everybody for those compliments. You know, it's a, it, it's, it's, you know, the goal for all of this is, is that we just, you know, create a group of where we all can learn from each other, you know, I mean, think about, and in this, this whole idea came out of, you know, what we've all been through with COVID too, right? 
because yeah. I mean, I love going, I'm, I'm currently right now in Phoenix at SIOR conference. I love going to CCIM. I love going to ICSC. I'm going to really enjoy going to Globe Street's Women of Influence in July, because that's going to be amazing. And C5 and all these things. I love getting together and I love networking. But I think what came out of COVID is more of this to where we can all congregate, we can all join forces, and we can all learn from each other and, and just build this industry the way we want to build it. The way we want to build it. Uh, Brittany, what, what do you feel is the most important going forward over the next 12 months? I know you talked about your specific goal. Um, what would you share with the audience out there as to what's the most important going forward at growing a successful business in commercial real estate over the next 12 months? It's a good question. I'm gonna try not to cough. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so um, I would say that's a really hard question, but first, the first word that came to mind is a pipeline. If you're a new, new agent starting out, definitely those relationships and connections. A lot of times you're gonna get the answer, no, I'm not ready to sell, but put it in your calendar for when they are. If they say follow up with me in three months. And, um, you know, one of my mentees who I'm spending the day with today, we have, he has been really good at setting up so many calls with potential, um, you know, clients. And some of them have been no's, but some are like, yeah, but that's a great idea. I could want to sell or lease a new space. So I have him setting up a spreadsheet. Okay. We're, this is what we're going to do in April and May or we are in April. That's what we're going to do in May and June. We're going to follow up with all these people because these are potential clients and the market is so crazy right now. Um, so really, it's just setting up the pipeline for success and staying busy. I mean, and I'm, I'm busy all day, every day. And knowing that 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 pipeline can be served in many ways, it may not be the deal today, but maybe they need a refinance. Maybe they need to you know, look at different opportunities. Maybe they're a buyer for something. Maybe they're anything. You know, one of the one of the um, calls we need to do on this uh, CRE Power Hour, Lisa Marie, and we'll schedule it out, is that let's do a full-blown coaching session of how do you take yeah. the information you have access to and make the entire full deal cycle to where the entire cycle all is pointing back to the agent and these arrows from the whole entire deal cycle that's pointing back to us equals dollar signs. I wanna do that. I wanna walk people through those steps to how you master the transaction because the transaction is more than the lease or the sale. The transaction is how are all the ways we can make money. That's what we're gonna do. I can't wait. I'm excited. I think that's, I think that's great. Um, it's so great having you here today. Oh, we also have someone here that says one of our, someone in the audience that they'd like to do a, a cold call session. Those are always fun. Oh my goodness. I, we, we can do those. When I used to do those for when, when I owned my own brokerage and we all congregated in the office, you know, back in the day when that was cool, that's exactly what we would do. I would bring them all in and I would force them to do cold calls all together. And we'd listen to one another. And then we tell them how, what they should have said, but I'm happy to do live cold calls anytime. They'll cuss me out. They'll tell me, no, they'll hang up, but that's okay. We move on to the next. Yeah. Right. I love it. I love it. Brittany, thanks so much for being our guest today. Um, not Thank only you. do I adore you personally, as I know Stephanie does, um, you're a powerhouse. I, I love your brand, build it Brit. And I love what you're doing. Um, 
for the, the state of Florida. It's great to have you as part of our team. In our next show, we have um, every second and fourth Wednesday, we have the live CRE Power Hour show. Our next guest is Colton Loritz on May 11th. And he's an attorney that specializes in commercial real estate and business brokerage transactions. We're gonna talk about um, all these baby boomers that are retiring and moving out and what the trends are around their businesses. And then we'll talk about legal trends in commercial real estate, exciting stuff. And thank you to all of our guests today. Um, please check out our podcast on Spotify and our YouTube channel. We have all of our previous live shows, CRE Power Hour. And uh, we appreciate all your support and have a great day. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much, ladies. Thanks, Brittany.